Okay. Well, uh, Patreon Magic Folk, this this one is just for you. Oh, you, you got you got to take two shots. I got to take a shot. I don't know. You don't have alcohol or Big Big G's not here. How about this? How about this? You drink a quarter of your beer. I got to drink half my beer. Beer good. Oh, so you just copied there. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. That was fun. Thank you, Nomad. Yeah, yeah, no. That, that was that was good. I will totally do this from now on. I'll just be like, I'll go to J-Dubs. And whoever's behind the counter be like, hey, I'm buying two packs. You're playing Booster Blitz with me now. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic folks. Episode 142 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. Over there, we have Danny. No, I'm Gary. I'm just kidding. I, I, I am I am Danny tonight. So I'm not Garrett? No. You're Danny. Yes. I'm Matt? Yes. Okay. We got that figured out here, folks. That is correct. Uh, but we do not have our our, our, our trusted steed, our, our lovely big G. He is out doing adulting things this evening. We had a guest lined up, but they had other issues come up at the end. Uh, towards the end and uh, reached out to another person, and they were still working. So, you're just getting Danny and I tonight. As as Christian said in the Discord, two guys in one cellar. So, don't Google that. Nope, not that one. This one. Here we go. Do, do, do. This week in two guys in the cellar. That's what that's what we are. Is that this episode's name? Sure. This week in two guys in the cellar. So, here we are in our uh, cellar. I'd be fine with that, actually. If in a cellar, you'd have, like, you know, wine, beer, a lot of different types of alcohol, which would be perfectly fine by me. Okay, but we're so glad that you all decided to join us. Thank you. Thank you very much. That beer is hitting all the bubbles (laughs) in the right spot. Good. Just, like, half a can, half a pounder, just, like, foams up in there and stuff. That, too, would be a cup. So, let's do the typical podcast business that we have here for y'all, starting off by thanking you, dear listener, for taking time to take us into your ear holes on this fine, fabulous week. Hopefully, you you feel like you made the right choice. Hopefully, you feel like that. The fact that you're taking the time out of your day to listen to us talk magic news, talk shit, all that means a lot to us. Come for the news, stay for the comedy. TM. But we also want to give a big, huge thank you to our amazing patrons who think that this content is worth supporting for some fucking reason. Y'all crazy motherfuckers, and we appreciate that about you. And, and, let's give a big shout out, each by name, of those patrons. So, Wade97, thank you. Chapman, thank you. Amir the Fox, thank you. Colin, Noah, both y'all, thank you. Slade, thank you. Third String Chapman, thank you. Nikki, thank you. No modifier, thank you. Steve, 
Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Maddie K. Thank you, Bera. Thank you, Aunt Chimera. Thank you, each and every one of you. If you want to be some crazy motherfuckers along with all those others, go check out our Patreon. Right now, we got two tiers, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 tier gets you put in for a monthly drawing for booster packs. Next month is going to be Commander Legends set booster pack getting drawn for. And nice, nice. when we get to our 15th, 15th Patreon, we'll be giving away three packs. But right now, every five, every five, we toss in another pack to give away. And, and yeah, so if, if now would probably be a good time to enter. You've upped the chances of yourself getting a pack. Also, at the $10 tier, you get put in for a monthly drawing for a commander card that is valued between like $15 and $20. We put out a poll on the Patreon page where y'all can vote for what card is going to be the winner that is going to get drawn for. And that poll is out right now. So uh, go if, if, if you're curious of what the cards are, because it's eight different cards that everybody can vote between, and if you're interested in that, go check out the Patreon and see what those cards are, and then vote for what you want. If you don't feel like supporting us through Patreon, we also have another way that you can support us. We have Playmats. What? <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought that's what you are talking about. My bad. Uh, uh, scratch that, <laughs> folks. Don't, don't listen to Danny. <laughs> We're, we're, we're it's not, for we're the not, feed picks. We're not promising anything. It's for the feed picks. <laughs> Give us money to stop us sending you feed picks. That's how you do it. We just spam you with feed picks all the time. But we do have another way that's not an OnlyFans <laughs> and feed picks spamming. It is hitting us up for some of our badass playmats. Of feed. Uh, man, at some point now, like if, if somebody like, listens to this, they're going to be like, yo, I actually now want uh, this week an MTG foot playmat hey that's just an idea that someone if they bring it up we'll have to get pictures of your feet and we'll put them on a playmat i think we get all of our feet with their toes crossed intertwined with each other that's that's what i was looking for and we make like there's enough for all of us okay i think this might actually make make some stars this might actually have to be a thing. <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think listeners actually have to request this. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. We're start just gonna doing do it. Do it ourselves. Ah, come for but, the news. Stay for the comedy. But instead of waiting for those playmats, we do have playmats right now at the moment that you can purchase. Yep. Hit us up on any of the social medias. Be like, yo, we want a playmats. We'll be like, yo, we want to give you a playmat. They're twenty bucks a piece. We'll ship them anywhere around the world. We'd love to have them in players' hands. We sent them to Germany, California, Canada. There's no, uh, potentially, pending, I don't know, like, how hard it would be to get something into, like, Asia at the moment, or, like, things like that. And Well, if you sent them here up, it, I don't think it would be very hard to get into Asia. Needless to say, we want you all to have those playmats. So, hit us up if you want them playmats. They look really cool. They have our banner on them. Yep. And it's, like, really dark. Not, like, super dark that you can't see, but it's, like, a dark playmat, and it just looks very intense. But very grungy. If you're in the FM area and don't want to talk to us, but still want to pick up a playmat, go check out our amazing sponsor, Jacob Sports Cards and Gaming, who have our playmats for sale. I recently found out. Before I thought you had to ask for them behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Josh just misplaced them. <laughs> They're now out with the rest of the playmats. So you Good just job, Josh. You just can go look for them. Damn with, it, Josh! With the rest of the playmats. That's why we always said it's like go up to the counter and ask. 
he hit me up and he's like, yeah, I misplaced them. I'm sorry. They're, <laughs> they're now out. So they're there for you to peruse through. Perfect. And see them in, Perfect timing. See them in person. So go check that out. Uh, oh, speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. So anyways, that's enough of the side tangent. Let's get back to the actual episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. It is greatly appreciated. We have some more J-Dub news coming later. I just realized we need to get shirts, too, of our feet. Socks. Socks of our feet. Uh, not <laughs> socks. Not socks, but card sleeves. Ooh, there we go. Socks Dra- for our cards. And, and Dragon Shield. We'll get them Dragon Shield. There we go. Okay. So they don't peel off. I'll write this. <laughs> Peeling skin on your feet. <laughs> Got some buns. Use Legion sleeves. Sorry, Legion, throwing you under the bus there, but anyway, they peel. peel. All right, um, break down, please. So we're gonna cover some JDub stuff here in a second, but before we get to that, we got to give you a breakdown how this episode is gonna get laid out for you. Hopefully, we'll stay on track. We don't have Big G here distracting us, right? We're gonna do great. Watch us, Big G. We got this shit. First off, we're gonna jump over to the Boggle Desk. Where again, the amazing, wonderful Danny has volunteered to do the Boggle Desk. He is bowing right now, as if saying thank you, just so you're all aware. You're welcome. And that's where a lot of the J-Dub's news and some other big news is coming up. From there, we're going to jump to a blogatog about some hybrid mana is what it looks like. We got some BNRs that we got to cover from last week because the BNRs happened the day that the episode came out, so we didn't add that in. So here we are a week later. From there, we're going to jump into some news ranging from pre-release codes, release dates, new products getting released, and an update on the Hasbro v. Alta Fox situation. From there, we're going to jump to the Contra Currency section where we talk about the lovely Magic Finance. From there, at the end, we're going to talk, potentially, in a Thoughtcast. We'll see how far we make it there. And I think maybe maybe we'll do a Deck of the Week if we get to the Thoughtcast, because it's been a while since we've done a Deck of the Week. And I just gave you one earlier. Exactly. That's that's what got me thinking about it. So we'll see we'll see if we can get there. I actually gave you two of them. We did. So uh, with that, with that, Danny, we're at the Boggle Desk now. You have a salt report that we for us. Are. I don't technically. Technically. Well, I don't. I don't really have a salt report because I don't. I try not to get salty anymore. Fair. <clears throat> Mainly because I play hogs, so I just try to end games. But anyways, I played with Barra, who's listening right now, and no mod. Or was it Saturday night? Was I think it, I think it was. Yeah, I was wondering where the 
frick you were or fuck were you were sleeping. What the fuck? You don't work Sundays. I, I don't, but I saw the message the next morning. I'm like, oh, man, why was I talking? I almost called you, but I didn't. Could have worked. <clears throat> I could have. Would have. I could have. Should have. Could have woke up, but. You wouldn't have woke up. But you don't know that. Matt, I know you well enough that you wouldn't have woke up. Don't attack me like that, Danny. <laughs> but anyways, uh, again, I was playing with Hugs deck. Nomad was playing a precon vampire deck. The red, green, black one? I think, I think it was red, green, black. Or is it white, green, black? Or red? From Innistrad? Yeah, I think. I don't know. And then uh, Barrow is playing his um, Animar deck. Which is gross, but funny at the same time. Animar combo. I'm assuming was it like the Mighty Morphin Animar Rangers stuff, where or was it the Eldrazi Animorphs? Eldrazi's. It was Eldrazi Animar. Yeah. Womp 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 womp. Oh, it's red, uh, black, blue, Barrow. Thank you. Grixis. Oh, from uh, Streets of New Capenna. Then. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the one. There you go. The. Uh, oh God. An An Yeah, the one that painted deals with the graveyard. Yep. And Helio. So I was... Oh, just, Drazi. Oh, Drazi is what the deck he was saying. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Bear. Thank you. So I was just trying to get them as many cards in their hands so I can fancy folio of, folio of fancies their butts, but... Your butt got done over by some Eldrazi. Well, I gave them all the crap cards you could possibly <laughs> ever want. <laughs> I tried to speed games up. That's what I do. Game spud up in... Indeed. Actually, the game was pretty long. We only played one game. It just took a long time for us to get there. Oh, interesting. So, but yeah, not much of a salt report, but that's I, the last game I played. I don't have a salt report, but I do have like a play of the game that happened oh. on Thursday. I sent you a picture. Uh, for, for First off, well, the first picture I sent you was I was playing with uh, Max at the store, Anthony, okay. friend of the podcast, and yep. Zach. And myself. Um, and Anthony was playing an Atraxa straight up Frexian themed where everything had been like Frexian. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like plus one counters and just proliferate galore. It everything had like was, was Frexian themed. So still pretty strong. Yep. Still pretty strong. But uh, it wasn't like top tier Atraxa. And uh, Zach was playing a his Enchantress deck. Okay. And his enchantress is Tuvasa. Not Tuvasa. It's the band three drop that gets stronger and draws cards and stuff like that. But dropped a solemnity (laughs) when his Atraxa had glistening oil on it and he was going to be attacking. I was playing my group, my my updated Jared Cathali on Hug Deck at that time. uh, Nay a hug. Nay a hug because Danny said that I couldn't play a deck without blue and I proved him wrong. (laughs) I made a hug deck. Good. You should continue to play with it. I love playing with that deck. So, uh, hug is fun. It is. Uh, Anthony had his attracts out. It was a big, big because I enchanted with uh, vow the, the green vow that gives a plus three, plus three, and it has to attack anybody else but me. Yep. And then before that, Zach uh, copy enchantment that or Estrid's invocation that, and so it got a plus six, plus six. So it was a ten, ten infecting giant. Gross. And it was going to one shot people, but. Zach then casts Solemnity, <laughs> which then just stops that from happening because players can't get counters. And uh, mm-hmm. 
poison reads, they deal damage in the form of counters. So yep. nothing. This thing. So Anthony was like shut off for like three turns, and then uh, oh, Max was playing Scarab God. That is important. And goes around. Zach is doing this goofy stuff. If you know Zach, he pl- he likes to play pillow forts enchantment shenanigan shenaniganery and shit like that so he had solemnity out he copy uh, he brought the estrid's invocation over to copy the solemnity he had then delaying shield and then copy enchantment at the delaying shield so he was like damn near untouchable and stuff and he had uh mesa pegasus enchantment it's like a two drop enchantment you pay to make a bunch of pegasus and then the enchantment has like a clause like you sack it if you don't have any pegasus or something like that end of uh before his upkeep when that trigger would go off or whatever he made nine pegasus with all the pegasus on the battlefield but prior to getting passed around scarab god player max has a scarab god out on the field and like i was saying anthony wasn't doing anything so he had it like discard a couple times yeah and stuff and in his graveyard he put a massacre worm zach was at 12 life and then before priority got passed over uh it's back to zach max activates scarab god to uh, eternalize the massacre worm, <laughs> giving all those Pegasus neg two neg two. Zach loses nine or eighteen life, dead on his upkeep because he was gonna win on his uh, turn. Because mm-hmm. the laying shield prevents damage and yep. loss of life. Massacre worm makes them lose life. Yep, and it was the best fucking play ever. Zach was so defeated to see his face so much enjoyment, and then uh. Then it came to it came back to Max's turn, who had thirty five zombies out on the field. So Scarab God drained drained for thirty five. I was at thirty seven, so I was down to two life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anthony, he died. He was at thirty five life exactly. So he died on the Scarab God trigger, and then uh, Max looks at me and then just attacks me with all his fucking zombies that he had. So takes seventy life. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. That was a fun fucking game, and uh, the 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 end turn massacre worm was like the 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 play the game the icing play on the game. cake. It was so good. It was so fucking good. Good, that is funny. Yeah, so not a salt report. Play game. Play of the game. Game of the play. Play of the something. Play of the game. Dead. So <clears throat> now that we've got that done, um, we can go to uh, first event result would be for a local event was in Alexandria, Minnesota. These are uh, the game. Uh, the game store that held this was Elemental Games. Um, again, it's in Alexandria, Minnesota. Um, all I have is the top eight. So top eight goes as this. First place was um, Lance Schultz with a green, red, good stuff deck. Second place was Reed Carlson with the Jun Shadow. Third place was Trevor Warren, Warner with a Living End. Fourth place was BK with Amulet Titan. Fifth was Tim Crabtree with the Burn Deck. Yeah. Uh, sixth was Morgan Britton with an Is It Murktide. Seventh was J- uh, Justin Schultz with the Cascade. And eighth place is none other than Mason Wade with his Grixis Shadow Deck. Elemental Games went on to say thank you for everyone playing in. Uh, thanks everyone for playing Uh, the next event will be in about three months so watch facebook for details for those who are local there unfortunately is no deck list this with this but we can imagine like green red good stuff could be i don't know i feel like ponza might be a little a little too old school i'm so far out of modern right now 
I don't even know. Let's take a sh- let's take a shot here. Jun Shadow. It doesn't have. It, it, it probably. Mace is the one that sent me the link to this, but uh, I do know for Wade's eighth place Grixis Shadow deck, it was running pretty much stock Shadow with Jangatha and Ledger Shredders in the main. You know, just nice. like what everybody's doing there. The burn deck, I can't even begin because I don't know if it's like mono red burn or if it's like red white burn and it's stuff. Probably like. burn prowess. Yeah, but prowess is just slightly different because then you got uh, uh, everyone. The, everyone who's running like like in the burn like page I'm on on Facebook, everyone's like, "Oh, I run burn." No, you run prowess. And then there's a good chance that maybe that's the case. But you can guarantee there's Monastery Swift Spears in there and probably Lightning Bolts. Well, there's, you have to, if you're playing red, you have to play Lightning Bolt. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? Lightning Bolt is the marquee card. It is Mr. Bird. It is red modern. Did you read the, um, there's a, a Ben Blouise article from Starseed Games who was talking about some old cards that are needed to help power up modern. And one of the cards that Ben was championing for was chain lightning that's banned no, no it's not it's just not in modern he's saying that that card should get like old cards that are not in the modern format yep. need to get these ones need to get printed in the modern format i thought chain lightning was banned uh I don't, it's, not, it's not legal in modern because it's not printed in modern set quick lookup of chain lightning to make sure that we're not fucking crazy motherfuckers here I was looking at this earlier, and I could have swore it was not legal in... Or yeah, it's not legal in Pioneer, because it's not... It, it never was printed in a modern set. Yeah. Had Battle Bond, Jumpstart, a couple Invocations. Its first printing was Legends, and then reprinted again in... Masters Edition 3. Yeah. And then again in, uh, a, in a dual deck. Yep. And then in Eternal Masters. And then a couple online promos as well. But So, uh, quick quick reminder. Chain Lightning, red, sorcery. Deals three damage to t- target creature or player. Then that player... Uh, to any target, then that player or that permanent controller may pay red, red. If that player does, they copy the spell and choose new targets for it. So, it's pretty much just another Lava Spike that can potentially get copied. But if you're playing against an opponent who doesn't have red, it's just your six copies of... Or your eight... Your eight eighth copies of chain or uh, lava spike which is yep. really fucking good yep no yeah I, I was looking i was looking at one drops for damage and that one popped up on the deck list it's like oh this is sweet but it's like wait it's not legal yep yep it's it's not that it's banned it's just not printed in there stupid but anyway uh moving along to our next event it would be an nrg uh, $5,000 trial, Langson, Michigan. The Pine- Lansing. Lansing, Michigan, Pioneer event. Uh, first place was, uh, F- is it Phoenix? Piloted by Scott Pueller. I don't know if you want to go over the deck list or not. Uh, one Here, thing- I'll, just, I'll just run through the top eight and then we can go back through okay. them later. So again, like I said, first place was, is it, F- is it Phoenix? Second place was Monogreen Devotion uh, by Kyle Colza Arganzel. Uh, third was Blue Mono Blue Spirits by Carly Peterson. Fourth place was the Rakdos Combo by Jeffrey Carr. 
Fifth place was Rakdos Midrange by Larry Fields. Sixth place was Rakdos Midrange by Sean Ryder. And seventh and eighth were both Esper Control. Seventh was Raja Solomon. And eighth place was Zach Allen. <clears throat> oh, God. Zach Allen. Sorry for my voice going out. Yeah, that's all good. I love the fact, like, you look at the top eight decks here in the price section. They're all surprisingly cheaper than what, like, it's it's not much. It, it's three digits instead of four compared to modern. So I guess that's, that's. Yep. Yeah, well, Pioneer's getting up there because of the lands mainly. So let's do a quick breakdown of the overall events. Uh, most cards played in the typical big G fashion here. We have most played cards. Number one was Mystical Dispute having 191 copies showing up in 37% of the decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Consider, which is the draw spell, is 151 copies in 19% of the decks. Fatal Push showing up in 20% of the decks. Bone Crusher Giant, 18%. Thoughtseize, 19% with 141 copies. Opt, 138 copies, 18%. Swift Spear, 132 copies, 16%. Elvish Mystic, 130 copies, and 16%. Aether Gust, 127 copies, and 28%. And Land of War Elves, 126 copies. So I don't understand why those aren't actually the same amount. Elvish Mystic and Land of War Elves. I think it's uh, when it comes down because this is probably the mono green devotion deck or the, like the gruel ramps that are running them and stuff like they got to figure out where the cut is between like an elvish mystic and a land of war elves and I'm assuming since there's only like a four copy difference between them and stuff like maybe it's just personal preference of like oh I like a maybe mystic, uh, maybe a mystic more than a, uh, it's a, like oh I have war. this in foil so uh, that could be that could be the thing but yeah probably when you start looking down in the uh, the deeper annals here of the there's a lot more green there's a lot more green uh gruel mid-range uh bono green snoppy selesnia company are these Mm -hmm. that are showing up in here that you don't see a lot in the the top eight but it is notable that green is a very powerful uh, color in pioneer at the moment right ledger shredder doing its thing with that isaac phoenix text we're going to talk about this here in a second but a little teaser this is one of the first big uh, big events with the recent pioneer banning of a couple of the cards which was uh winona and expressive iteration yes i was gonna say ledger shredder there i'm like nope not that card <laughs> but no uh, expressive iteration and winona they got banned so this is what the format kind of looks like without having especially winona not doing its janky busted oh who i know this shit and uh expressive iteration the fact that an is it phoenix deck still won i guess some people are surprised about but kind of makes sense like if you're a good enough pilot losing the expressive iteration is not going to be like that detrimental to you necessarily um and let's see what what, what are they doing in place of the they chucked in some more pieces of the puzzle i think because there's now, and, th- and there's more treasure cruises now. So more treasure cruises. There's a f- place out of that for pieces of the puzzle for strategic planning. So they just probably just upped those cards to uh, compensate for not having the expressive iteration there. Was uh, temporal tre- uh, trespass in there? Yeah, temporal, temporal trespass was definitely a key card, like one or two of in a lot of the is it decks, because you're just filling up the turns, and then you just help. It's just three blue, take an extra turn, and make sure your phoenix is just kill your opponent mm-hmm. 
uh, Blue Spirits. Love the fact that Blue Spirits is showing up here again. This is just straight up mono blue, so no cocoa, no white flyers kind of synergy and stuff here. Uh, I think we talked about it with Jay a few weeks ago. Like the the Spirit decks hold up very well, and especially behind the hands of an experienced pilot. And clearly, uh, Carly Peterson has done a tremendous job uh, showing that mono blue Spirits is not a deck to be trifled with. A uh, quick thing I want to comment on the Rakdos combo. That's just Rakdos Sack with Cauldron Familiar and uh, Witch's Oven. And then when it comes to the Rakdos mid-range, those are just going for more of like Thoughtseize, Dreadbore, Fable the Mirror Breaker, just good good cards to out-attrition uh, your opponent and stuff. So combo is Cat Oven, mid-range. You're just getting Croxes and Fools and Trespassers and stuff so like that. Big- just a big guy coming at you. Yeah, and I do like I do like Rakdos mid range. Don't get me wrong, I like Rakdos mid range. It's good. Uh, quickly cover the uh, Esper deck here, which is a Yorion deck. Thank you, Danny. And it's just control. You got Supreme Verdicts, Deluges, a bunch of Planeswalkers, Shark Typhoons. Like it's just Esper control. What, what do you expect here? So, like. <clears throat> Why hasn't Companion just been banned? I mean, like it's it's a broken ability for a sixty card deck. It's it's it itself probably not as much if they like balance the cards better than what they did with Lurus and Yorion combined. Because like look at things like uh, Karuga or Garuda or Kahira. Like all of those are pretty fair cards. Kahira showed up in a modern deck. Was it a modern deck? Yeah, I think it was uh, the modern ten k. There was uh, a tenth place Kahira Elementals deck that showed up, and it's like the, the the deck restrictions are typically solid, like for those ones. But when you get something like Yorion or Lurus, where the restrictions not that hard of a restriction, that's when it kind of like you know totes the line of that because you got the uh, the Rakdos one where you have to play all odd cards mm-hmm. and. Um, Garuda, you play all even cards. Yep. Uh, Jangatha is a little better, or is a little more uh, complex as well because you got to have only single pips, colored pips in your deck, and not yep. double colors. So it's like those those kind of deck restrictions are good. But when you get to where it's like, oh, I just got to like tack in twenty extra cards, or I just got to keep my deck below a, a, a creature or permanence below CMC two, like yeah, those aren't as much of a stretch. Looking at Karuga as as something here, um, the fact that Karuga is you know they got to have mana value three or greater. I, I don't know. Is three or greater is just not as impressive as two or less, right? Yeah, when, it's, when the spells are efficient. Yeah, it's like the I don't know. I guess it's more of like you're seeing so many cards or so many decks with this one card. You know, it's a new problem. I think but compa- yet they don't do anything about it. I think Campania is fine as a mechanic. It's a good mechanic. Like if, if they just got to like do a better job at like putting the appropriate deck building constraints on the cards. Like have another uh, Lutri of mm-hmm. where it's like, well, not not necessarily another Lutri and stuff, but that's a deck that's in modern right now. It's like Lut- Crixus Lutri deck, which is really good, and putting up some results. Um, and, and and decks like that where it's like easier or it's a little more challenging than just be like. Add twenty cards. Make all your permanents costs less than two. I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens with the end. Right now, we'll talk about it in the the, the BNR because they mentioned uh, they mentioned the state of modern in there as well. So, 
Should we get should we get one step closer to that, Danny? Yeah, let's please do it. For the upcoming events, um, you don't have either of these linked. Yeah, I have a hard time linking. Uh, well, I don't have a hard time linking the other one, but the, the Facebook one. Oh, well, you still link Facebook. But anyways, um, first up, we have on July 16th, J-Dubs here in Fargo is having a modern dream hack qualifier for the event the format is modern entry is $30 time and date is going to be 12 p.m. on July 16th um so here's the promos for this one the first 32 get for the first 32 who get pre-registered um you all get a lava spike promo top 8 receive non-foil nix shrine of nix Nykthos Shrine of Nyx, and the winner will receive a foil Nykthos Shrine of Nyx. Also, the winner will be given a invitation to the regional championships in Atlanta on November 18th through the 20th. So, need to know, this is a competitive REL event, so deck lists are required, and you must have an mtgmelee.com account to submit your deck list. So if you have any questions, please email the store at store at jdubsportscardsandgaming.com or call 701-277-1989. Yeah, this is very hype, man. Um, they just announced this the other day. Today. Today is when they posted this. So. Yep. This, this is your path locally to help get you into the Pro Tour now. There we go. We got the actual PTQs without the PTQs. Yeah. Uh, this is RCQs, so... So. Well, you know what I'm saying. Mm. And last but not least, the event of the summer. We have brought to you by us at This Week in MTG. This summer in MTG, it is a charity event to benefit magickids.org. So we at the This Week in MTG are interested in giving back to the magic community in some capacity. Other than for our jokes and a little bit of news that we bring to you every week. Uh, we come up with the idea of hosting a summer event to benefit magickids.org, whose goal is to help teach kids to play Magic the Gathering and lose all their money. And give Stretch them extra cards React. and supplies. Go check out their website for their mission statement. So our goal for this summer in MTG event is to collect $1,000 and... One million cards, all for Magic Kids. So, for those who have a closet full of bulk commons, uncommons, or even bulk rares that are worth pennies, please bring them to Fargo, throw them at Matt's face, and say, play 10,000 card pickup. We don't necessarily do that. <laughs> or just seal your box and throw them at Matt. Anyway, I'll Dave, see if I could catch it. Date is Saturday, Saturday, July 9th, starting at 11 a.m. at JW Sports Cards and Gaming in the basement of West Acres Mall in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, so here's the setup for this week, this summer in MTG. Uh, we'll have our main event, which is a double Masters 2 two-headed giant sealed. Uh, price is still to be determined. One key note with that is the price will get reduced. For your sealed event, if you bring in donations, card donations, right now, uh, Josh is crunching some numbers to see what he would feel would be the best. But I th- 
the way that he wants to work it, I think you can get up to $20 off if you bring in uh, an undetermined amount at the moment. We're going to find out midweek. Uh, Josh was just really busy these last few days to, to take the time to get. Yep. Because Josh is a busy man. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, uh, if it's anything like last uh, any of the, the last Double Masters, like packs would be about $9.99, $10. So it's like $60 for a sealed. Yep. And twenty dollars off means that you get that for forty bucks. Just bring it in card donations to participate in this event. Yep, yep. Um, we also have some Oathbreaker pods going on throughout yeah. the event. Big hype for this. Yeah, I got, it's gonna be quick commander games. I got uh, I got an Ashiok deck that I am uh, that I've put together, and I am working on having another deck just to you know like share out and I, stuff. I don't have any decks. Dan, you got to jump on that. There's a month left. Dude, I actually have to get real cards. You got enough real cards. Big G just went through all your shit. Well, that's all it is, House. <laughs> and what, you're not invited over there? Never. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll also have tables for kids to uh, learn to play Magic the Gathering. So if you want to bring your younger brother, sister, cousin, niece, nephew, friends of friends, um, who don't know how to play, bring them. We, Matt will tell them, not, or I'll teach them not to play Blue Magic. Um, Calm down now. You're putting Snapcasters in decks, sir. I am not currently yet, <laughs> sir. Uh, anyways, uh, multiple raffles with booster packs, playmats, precons, and et cetera, whatever we have in our hands at the time, we're we'll going to be given away. Damn near throw the kitchen sink at all y'all here for, <clears throat> for raffles and other yep. uh, prizes and things going on. Uh, we'll also have a donation station for those who bring cards who want to drop off and donate. Therefore, yeah. If you if you don't want to participate, but you just want to donate, and more than welcome. But yeah, so that's our uh, big event for this year. We've been planning this or trying to plan this for what last three months. I think uh, the four months. Yeah, was it like February, May, March when we? Yeah, it was like New Year. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in the pretty much beginning when we're like we want to do something for the magic community here. Yep, and magic kids is something close. To us, you know, we like Magic Kids a lot. They're in the cities. They're they're Minnesota. They're Rochester. They're not in the cities. Near the cities. No, Rochester's near the cities. They're just as close to the cities as we are. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Rochester's just a hop away. They might be a little closer, but not much. Look at this. Look at this. They're just a hop away from the fucking cities. They're not that far away. Look at that. Hold on. Let's see see if we can find. Oh, maybe I'm thinking Winona. I'm probably I'm thinking Winona. Winona. Yeah. Winona is a magic name. Go to the bottom right corner of Minnesota. Lacrosse. Oh, Winona. Winona. It's just as far as Rochester. But it's not direct. It's on sixty one. Well, you can take sixty one, but that's not really a direct route. Uh, needless to say, Rochester's closer to the cities than the far west. Whatever. <laughs> like, look at this. Look at that. How can you tell me? <laughs> ah. Fargo? Eh. Minneapolis? Eh. Rochester? Anyway. Minnesota. It's a hop. And a skip. It's just a step to the left. Or no, it's just a hop to the left. And a step to the right. It's Boy. What have I? What have I done? Okay, you can again. stop. Let's do the time warp again. Sorry. I love that song. It's a good here. fucking movie. Call but me. anyway, um, I don't know if it, have have we 
verify that we'll have drop boxes at other stores around the area. Right now, we had Noah in St. Cloud and mentioned it to the LGSs down there. And they are, I got to double check with him. He said he was going to talk to them to let them know that drop boxes are a thing. So uh, St. Cloud, potentially, we have Ultimate Gaming, who is supporting this yep. as well. They're going to be having... In DL. Yep, in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Um, then the LGS is in the Fargo area, Little Big Wars, Paradox, mm-hmm. and of course, J-Dubs. What? He's doing this too? Yes. And I know you mentioned about Chimera up in yeah, Turf Yeah, I, I have to contact Edith. Or Bear could contact Edith for us. There's a good chance here for the, for all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we definitely want to have donation stations maybe tossed around and we'll get them all collected up and just bring them down to to uh, to Magic Kids and stuff. So It's what, a five-hour drive? Yeah, it's a five-hour drive. It'll be worth it. And the cool thing is, is like again, this is for Magic Kids. Magic Kids, they're, they're just helping. They, they believe that magic is a good way to help teach kids not only just how to play magic, but the skills that magic teaches players. Cognitive like, skills. Yeah. You you learn uh, math, critical thinking, quick reading, and all this stuff mm-hmm. because of magic. Like uh, in their mission statement, they have it. It's um, their whole system of like how, uh, how they introduce kids to magic is like a uh, sort, build, play uh foundation of where the kids you know they they get these magic kits mm-hmm. they sort through the cards to get familiar with the cards they build decks that they you know resonate with and stuff and then they just play them again against with each other it's fucking beautiful there's people on twitter that are showing pictures of their magic uh magic clubs after school and it's fucking amazing you got teachers that are just like look at these kids uh doing all this stuff and mm-hmm. just like the interaction the community that magic has and effect and is affecting these kids in a great and wonderful way so yep we want to we want to help magic kids help kids yep because we're kids ourselves we are but they don't help us not in a bad way but it's just, we can't get help from them because we're adults <laughs> yeah or full-grown kids i don't know you you gonna keep working at that analogy there? No, I'm gonna get or, lost. Or, or I'm, gonna, we, I'm should, gonna get lost. Should we get lost into the blogatog? Yes. Next? yes. Moving on for the third event or third section in row. You can hear my voice. Uh, this week we go to Namage M1. They asked, "Hey Mark, I was wondering how you and R&D in general felt about three color hybrid. It's incredibly." Yeah, devious in the custom card communities, and I was wondering if the sentiment was as strong was as strong as Watsy. In quotations, uh, three color hybrid being a single single symbol that had been paid for with any of three colors of mana. So Mark replies back uh, to, to to help like solidify this. I think they're talking about like uh, simic hybrid, simic hybrid, simic hybrid, where it's yep. like blue green hybrid, blue green hybrid, blue green uh wistful silky i think is one no they're they're talking like nea hybrid oh okay so three colors within the same hybrid symbol never mind don't listen to me listen to danny i'm sorry i interrupted you danny. that's what they yeah that's what they're talking about it's like three color hybrid not not just three different colors within like in i guess the split between a pair it's three different colors within one mana symbol don't listen to matt he's fucking stupid <laughs> so mark replies back i have two issues with three color hybrid it gets 
it starts getting too close to generic mana for one. And two, it's very hard to stay in color pie, which makes 100% sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two, two color hybrid is enough. Like, that makes sense as soon as you start getting, like, finding what, I don't know. But, the, I mean, they make Naya colored cards if we're going to be sticking in that kind of a sense where it's, like, it's either you pay green, red, white. Like, they got that. Yep. But then, yeah, like you said, it's, it's getting to that point of having generic mana for it, and it kind of just takes away, and there's more... Oh, man, I'm not smart enough for, like, R&D discussions on on this stuff. Well, it, it just it just makes it so... It, obviously, if you're playing hybrid colors, it has to be within your commander anyway. Or, I suppose, hybrid can be modern or whatever. But it's usually commander that you see hybrid, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, where it's like they gotta be in the color. And I know one of the biggest topics of hybrid mana in commander is the fact that you can't have... A hybrid simic in a mono blue deck yep. and stuff even though like the the intent for hybrid mana was so that way you know mono colored decks could get access to yep, that one card this kind of stuff as well yep. and uh marcus had a a few blogatogs talking hybrid mana in the past and i'm assume i'm gonna assume that there's definitely gonna be more discussion about this in the future because hybrid mana is is an interesting magic design space. Right. So, yeah, I just thought that was funny because we've we've talked about that before. Yeah, it's like, uh, was it a card that I play? Um, God, I'm just drawing a blank. The mana doubler. The green-white one. But that's not hybrid anymore. That wasn't hybrid. Are you, are you talking about Orari's Wake? Yeah, that's not hybrid. Yeah, that's not hybrid, no. I thought, or uh, Fraction Gust. Fracturing Gust. That's Danny's card right there. Yeah, That's, that's my fun... Danny loves that card. Everyone hates that card when I play it. It claps my cheeks. So I don't hard. play it very often anymore. You haven't played your Rith in a while, and I think it's only in your Rith. You don't even have it in your Hug deck. Yeah, because there's no reason to play in Hug. Right. But yeah, so that's that's the blog talk. And now for the fourth section of my voice, we go to the BNR that was announced on June 7th. So last week on Tuesday, just before or just after we've talked or you guys just listened to us as we were saying at the earlier section of i guess news with the boggle desk with, yeah there we go that's the word i was looking for or a couple <laughs> words the june 7th 2022 banned and restricted announcement was brought to you by michael major on uh, mayors and ian duke as announced on the june 7th pioneers been banned are banned two cards we have winona for joiner of forces and expressive iteration and then for a set that no one plays explorer um expressive iteration was banned so these were all effective june 7th um so we'll move along to the pioneer as noted in previous updates we want pioneer to provide a diverse and ex- experience as possible Built out of an ever-growing collection of standards past. Over time, it has become clear that Nea Wainoda is suppressing diversity as its power and consistency have drastically reduced incentives to play any other linear creature-based strategies. Not only is it a resilient mid-range deck that can leverage many of the powerful mana creatures available in the format, but its explosive draws involving the deck's namesake can create unsta- um, unsaleable battlefield states as quickly as turn three. 
due to the large metagame share, high win rate, ability to create frustrating removal check gameplay when Noda Joiner Forces is banned in Pioneer. Um, so moving along, Expressive Iteration has been a multi-format all-star since its release in Strixhaven School of Mages. It has fueled a variety of high su- highly successful it strategies in Pioneer by both providing card selection and card advantage at a much higher rate than what is available in any other deck, making it extremely difficult for other strategies to engage them in wars of um, attrition. Although we recognize that there are several, several other powerful draw spells in the format, form- uh, notably Treasure, Cruise, and Dig Through Time, we currently believe that Delve spells contribute to blue decks in Pioneer having a unique identity among Eternal formats. As Pioneer's color pool has fewer strong cantrips, cantrips and no fetch lines, we're hoping many Delve cards conti- can continue to be part of the format at a more mod- on moderate power level compared to how they play in other non-rotating formats. To lower the win rate of a wide variety of Izzet decks and bring them further in line with other strategies in the format while maintaining what makes them special in Pioneer, Expressive Iteration is banned. It's worth noting that we continue to align Pioneer banned announcements with Actions in Explorer. That uh, This means that Expressive Iteration will also be banned in Explorer. When Noda Joiner Forces was previously banned in Explorer, uh, when we made that change, we noted that we would revisit that band with the release of Dominaria Reunited. However, now that Winona Joiner Forces is banned in Pioneer, we plan to leave a band in Explorer going forward. Damn. Thank you very much for actually doing the right thing. So they noted on some other formats here as well. And so aside from no changes outside there, they, they talk about some things here. So talking standard, they say, quote, our data from the Platinum and Higher MTG Arena ladder shows that standard metagame as being in a healthy spot. Various three-colored mid-speed decks are the most played, arch- most played archetypes and most popular of which are X, Esper, and Grixis. Each occupy about 10% of the ladder meta. Jeskai variants featuring either Hinata the Dawn, Dawn Crowned or Layer Disciple of the Drowned have been growing in popularity at higher levels of play, but remain in healthy populations and win rates. Conversely, Runeforge Champion decks and Mono White Aggro decks have become less popular over time. Mono Green Aggro, while not the most popular of decks, shows promising win rates against many of the more popular archetypes. All in all, this indicates potential for the metagame to continue evolving, and the current state already reflects good levels of diversity. The fun thing I want to comment on this is, like, last week's, not this last weekend, but the weekend before uh, big events that happened in standard, the challenges and and leagues, there were top eights that were all Jeskai, Hinata Jeskai. There was like four of the top eight that were Jesk, uh, when, uh, Hinata Jes- Jeskai or mm-hmm. five of the top eight were Grixis vampires and stuff like that. One one instance, but it doesn't look look good. Uh, in modern, their next thing that they talk about, the modern metagame continues to show great playstyle diversity with aggro, tempo, combo, control, and ramp all represented in the 10 most played decks. The most played deck is a Merc type, represents about 10% of the magic online metagame, and hovers around a 50% win rate, which gets pretty close to, to Wizards, you know, 
they're 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 lying in the sand there. Yep. The top decks show strengths and weaknesses against each other, and there looks to be plenty of room for less popular quote unquote rogue decks to be successful. In Legacy, since the banning of Regavan, Nimble, Pilfer in January, the win rate of Izzet Delver has come down, and the deck now shows appropriate strengths and weaknesses against the most played archetypes. Reanimator, Control, Resource Denial, Combo, and Aggro are all additional macro archetypes that are seeing success. We'll continue to keep an eye out for potential unhealthy or unfair play patterns, but otherwise, National Metagame Forces currently look sufficient to handle any short-term shifts in deck popularity. And finally, comment on the vintage. As always, data on vintage tends to come in in relatively small sample sizes, but we're not currently seeing anything that indicates changing changes needing to be necessary. Recent Magic Online Vintage Challenge events show generally good diversity in decks and strategies. New additions from Modern Horizons 2 and other recent sets continue to show up, and there appears to be a healthy potential for experimentation at the individual card level. As always, we'll continue to listen to the community for feedback. There you go. That's your whole banned and restricted announcement there. I know some people were a little uh, little unhappy about their stance on modern being kind of in a healthy place. Uh, Danny, what was the words that you were using earlier for, uh, for modern? Fuck Yorion. Yeah, a lot of people are on that, on that hype train as well. They're like, Yorion's not cool right now. And Yeah, you're giving someone 20 card advantage over someone else. Like, yeah, you, somebody see that as a disadvantage because, oh, I have 20 more cards in my deck. I can't always get there. Yeah, but t- you also have 20 more answers than everyone else. I think the big key thing is that you're just starting with an extra card in your hand. Uh, well, just that for too. having 20 cards and, like, the blink synergies of being able to, like, help you cycle through your deck a little more of, like, blinking these permanents yep. on, on potential uh, with a Yorion. But, yeah, people were a little um, torn about that. They're pointing at Yorion's that's the most recent. So I wonder how to... long it's be until Yorion's banned in modern. Until we get the numbers again. The closest thing that anything might get banned, as they were mentioning, like Merktide's at a meta share of ten percent and a win rate around fifty. So it's toting the line yep. that that we talked about a few weeks ago, where it's like when it starts to get close to that sixty percent win rate and was it twenty percent meta share, something like that. That's when they start to. Uh, that's when they start to you know lift an eyebrow. Be like, okay, we're looking at this deck right here. So. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. I think they should uh, lower the win rate. Like they can, they can keep the well. The fifty percent win rate seems, you know, good. It's like half the time your deck wins, which seems, you know, pretty viable. In Commander, you're roughly supposed to win about twenty five percent of the time and stuff there, and that's four players. So it's like if it's just one on one, you're roughly supposed to win about fifty percent of the time just in a natural state. And then you like build your deck to help improve those win rates and whatnot. And this is just like win rate against the rest of the field, not just like win rate against like Merktide versus uh, I don't know, Delve or yeah. uh, uh, Dredge and stuff. Like yeah. Merktide, Merktide could have a very good game against uh, Dredge and stuff like that. And that's perfectly fine, but just like a 50% win rate against the whole meta and stuff. So. Yeah, when you start closing to the sixty percent, yeah, I get, I get why it's like, oh, sixty percent of the meta, this this deck just just wins. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's had it's it's had or had its run. So let's uh, let's put it on the bench for now and just let other cards take its spot. I mean, we'll definitely be seeing something like that happening at some point, maybe. Good. We'll see. 
All right, we're jumping in the news now. That we are. So I'll go for the first one here. Since you've done a lot of the reading already. Oh, how nice of you. So according to the MTG Arena announcement article from last week, there was a bug some players might have experienced. This is for players who try to enter their pre-release codes that they got from their pre-release kits for Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. Uh, There's always a card that comes in the pre-release kit. You just enter it in and then you get a bunch of booster packs. Uh, They didn't work. As now, as of now, those players have received a voucher for that code that will show up in their packs tab. You can check that out if you want. Those vouchers will automatically be converted to packs with the Alchemy, uh, Alchemy Battle for Baldur's Gate update July 7th. So the voucher just chills there, and then as soon as that goes live, you'll get your uh, appropriate pa- packs for the pre-release. So keep that in mind. Yeah. So... Uh... As we've all been talking about, Unfinity has finally brought a official release date. Um, this next article is from the Wizards Mothership is to inform us all that October 7th is the new April 1st. Um, again, what does that mean? Well, that means that it is the updated release date of Magic's newest installment to the Unseries, Unfinity. No other details were announced at that time. But I was looking through the blog talks this morning, and Mark, one of them was about uh, spoilers season for Unfinity, and Mark will have his article out sometime in September, roughly a week before the spoilers for Unfinity begin. So, this next bit of hot information that incorporates, uh, incorporates, that incorporates. Oh, I, I don't know how incorporates. I type, I don't know how I type this up. I don't know how you do it either. I don't know. I am not a. I'm not a writer, I, but I try my damnedest. So this next next bit of information comes from weekly the weekly MTG live stream with Blake Rasmussen from last Thursday. During the news segment, he said that this upcoming Thursday there will be the debut of the Double Masters 2022 set starting at 9 a.m. over on the YouTube and Twitch page uh, for Wizards of the Coast, starting at 9 a.m., and then followed afterwards by a weekly MTG stream with more information. As of right now, they have a whole list of where you can start seeing previews for Double Masters starting June 16th, and you got people like Day9, the Command Zone, and you got uh, Affinity Artifacts, Gamer Braves, Game Radar, Good Morning Magic, Limited Resources, MTG Goldfish, Pleasant Kenobi Crokies, Aspiring Spike, uh, Troll Daddy. All, all the whole list is linked down below of who is going to be debuting a card and when they are going to be debuting that card. Have you seen any of the the previews for Double Master so far? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So far, they have shown that Kozilek is getting reprinted. Liliana, The Last Hope, and Renin 6 are getting re- reprinted. Oh, maybe? Yeah, I think I did on those ones. They got promos of Weathered Wayfinder and Bring to Light getting printed there as well. There's going to be a different type of foil and uh, a foiling process for Liliana, The Last Hope, Renin 6, and I think think another planeswalker is what they mentioned but there was no details about who the other planeswalker is we can speculate maybe it's amin tau 
because she's on the box, but I don't 100% know yet. But there's going to be a different foiling on these borderless cards for those. So that's that's all the cards that are available at the moment. Okay, um, go back to the docs. Um, so I guess Secret Lairs, um, that was just announced. I, the spoilers are out, actually, for yeah. the June Super Drop, um, which happens. Sale ends in 27 days, 14 hours, 17 minutes, and some seconds. They just As of right now at 8.42 p.m. on 13th. They just announced this today, and it's super fire. Yeah. They teased it a little earlier, but... They, yeah, they I, 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 just, I just saw the spoilers this morning. So, I guess we'll go through this way. Um, first up, we have an artist series from Vulcan Baga. That one's going to be Elspeth. Find the deck list. Okay. Elspeth, uh, Knight Errant. We have uh, Patron Wizard. Berserk and Verdun on uh, Verduran Enchantress. Verudian. Verudian, there we go. Um next up we have They all look so good. That Berserk looks so fucking sick. Right. A lot of these arts are definitely good. Oh uh this one also comes with uh, a single use code for arena of those sleeves. Nice. I'm just going to pull up Mythic real quick, just because it's easier to read cards. So, we have those ones. Next up, we have... Which one's called? Uh, Chris Ron. Another artist series. Um, in that one, we have Primeval Titan, Huntmaster of the Fells, which is also Ravenger of the Fells on the backside. Um, then we have a new Platinum Angel art, which is sick. Sick is an understatement. Look at her fucking hand, man. It's a sword it's with three edges. That that angel coming uh, in front of you, you're fucking, you're done for. And then last but not least, in that set, we have Kozlik the Great Distortion. New art that is also sick as fuck. All those arts. Chris, Chris Rand, solid job, man. Right? Next up, we have artist series Olivia Prima. Prima. Yeah. This is the the one that I kind of want to get because these are four badass legendary creatures. Um, first up, we have the most powerful angel, other than Avison, is a Chroma Angel of Wrath. Then we have uh, Mikas the Unhallowed. Micaeus. Micaeus. I'm butcher names now you get man then we have the one that christian posted on discord earlier was uh glissa Sunseeker, the baddest elf of them all then last but not least we have olivia mobilized for war dude all this art is so intense because uh in the back of olivia mobilized for war you see that soren is back there yep. and glissa Sunseeker foreign clex is behind glissa there mm-hmm. and like coaxing her and then the other radiant elves Micaeus has uh one of the avison pilgrims uh getting attacked by zombies and stuff and those are yeah you said i said zombies yeah yeah for some reason i I heard zap- vampires. It's like, what? Those aren't vampires. I don't know who is behind a chroma story wise, but shit looks intense. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, we go to the Tokyo lands, which are all sweet Japanese art 
sceneries. Um, so Plains, it's a new city. Whereas, yeah, Plains is a, night, a city, so it's probably like Tokyo, like Times Square of Tokyo. Blue is just a harbor with a bridge in the background. Black is, again, going to be a city square in Tokyo or summer's nightlife. Uh, red is the mountain with a looks like a blood moon. And then greens can be a shrine with Smurf Village with humans in the background. That's what it looks like to me. Right? Smurf Village. I mean, small houses and stuff in there, yeah. Makes sense. Next up, we go to Rune, the Rule of Room. We're going to have Arceus, the... Omnipotent. Um, there we go. Then we have Queen Marshall or Marcia. Marchesa. There we go. Words are hard. Then we have Brimaz, my goodest of cats. And then we have Savra, Queen of Golgari. These are these are all basically like stained glass art without stained glass. They look so fucking good. That uh, Arcanus, the Omnipotent. I want that really bad. Right. It, it looks like, uh, what was the meme red card? Faithless Looting. It's a better Faithless Looting. Oh, yeah. The, for art. Because his face, his face is completely black. But it's not just black and then nothing else. There's actually a fine line between the black and the next color. And, and the eyes, the yellow gold eyes glowing in there. Yeah. Right. Hands glowing blue. But uh, Arcanus, this was my, I, I made a mono blue deck back in the day. And this was the commander that I had for it. Because it's like, I get a tap and draw three cards. So I had like tap and tap shenanigans. So Arcanus uh, holds a place in my heart. Right. And last but not least, we go to Key Log Slope. Key Logs Loops um, edition, which is going to be Mystic Remora. Retreat to Coral Helm. Um, Bergening and Utopia, Utopia Sprawl, all in new art. This one got people hyped primarily because this is the first time we're getting a foil Mystic Remora. Because these ones, this this secret layer comes in a non-foil and a foil, and yep. they're they're traditional foil. There's no uh, special foiling uh, on any of these. Traditional foil, foil, traditional foil. Oh, no, the Tokyo lands are etched foils. And uh, I don't think any of the other ones, they're just me foil. Yeah, they're just traditional foils. So, yeah, it's just the Tokyo lands that are uh, etched foils in this super drop here. But, yeah, they they all look sick. I'll, I really want to get uh, the Chroma, the Livia Prima edition, and also the chris ron yeah dude and uh typical price 30 bucks for non-foil 40 bucks for foil yep they have bundles and bundle bundles the bundle bundle is 329 which is not bad i think compared to some of the bundles in the past right well when you when you look at the full of the full of foils is 199 so for another 140 bucks you can get all of them. So you, you save 20 bucks if you get the whole bundle compared to if you just buy it. But it, it doesn't mean buy them all. Just No, you don't have to. You just get what you want. Yeah. But. 
there there's also another secret layer that just dropped today but also is completely sold out did you see this one probably not which one is it this is the beetle and grim secret layer that we talked about oh i wanted i want that one i picked it up did you did you i got in yep, yep. you got the dragon i got the dragon oh boy okay so um they went on pre-sale for people on their list yesterday uh and then today it opened up to the rest of the public and they made a they made a tweet at the beginning uh beetle and grim teamed up with secret lair seven limited edition traditional foil cards featuring classic dragons themed art cards card sleeves and a deck box and metal dragon life counter only a th- only ten thousand available total and to my knowledge when matthew lillard was on the weekly mtg stream they just they're just printing these there's not going to be a uh, a second wave to my knowledge unless something changes so maybe. that's that's what they need to do with all secret layers have it as a limited run not like oh i'm gonna do a limited run here and then we we'll do another limited run afterwards do a one run print so beetle and grim were sold out in two hours not surprising. They tweeted two hours later, and we are sold out. Thank you all much for your support as we venture into the world of Magic the Gathering. This is fucking intense. Yeah, I jumped in on there. I got my, I, I, I got in there right That's, away. I just, honestly, I just want it for the life counter. The the life counter looks good. The deck box looks so fucking good. The uh, dragons. So we didn't know all the cards last week, but they are the five dragons from Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. And the Cutlass Sword. Let's see if I could pull up the actual card names here real quick. Oh, oh no, that's the spacing's not there. Show me the cards. Yep. So you got Old Maboon, Tiamat, Ebon Death, Inferno, uh, Imrith, Ice, Icing Death, Frost Dragon, and then Icing Death, Frost Tongue, which is the artifact. Uh, equipments that gives it plus two plus oh whenever equipped creature attacks tap target creature defending player controls surprisingly not prevailed is that zero mana the fucking thing is zero mana yep oh fuck okay yeah oh and that's what the sleeves look like that's actually pretty pretty legit okay i'm in on this art done by jeff d and yeah so that's that's out that's it's also out. I'm excited to get mine. They're supposed to be shipping in August since they pre-made all of these. And they're just kind of like sitting in a warehouse and getting ready to ship out. And people should be receiving them in August. Nice. When that happens, maybe I'll do a box opening. Maybe I'll be that. Maybe we'll start to do that for the for the podcast. Do we have time to do box openings, Danny? No. <sighs> okay. But yeah, that secret layer is pretty fucking dope. And I guess before we go as well, the... Pride 2022, Pride Across the Multiverse, is still on sale for another 16 days. This has the... Uh, I'll read the cards here real quick for you. It has Alicia Who Smiles at Death, Bearscape, Collective Voyage, Heartbreak of Spring, Mana Confluence, Savor the Moment, Soul Ring, and Triumphant Reckoning. All of these being are done by LGBTQ com- uh, artists and stuff. And they look really good, and people are losing their mind for the Bearscape. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, they just dropped as well the newest Astrology Land, the Gemini foil, the Gemini bundle. So that's the next Astrology Land. It's just two mountain peaks. You're not Gemini, are you, Danny? Yeah, I am. I can't remember when dates are for when that shit splits. 
But what do you think of that? No. I'm not really a fan of the astrology stuff that they're trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Uh, I remember the artist said in a tweet that they are really excited for when the Leo secret layer comes out. They said that one's really good. But yeah. That's your secret layer stuff. Yep. And now, I guess, unfortunately, we don't have Big G here for this next bit of news. But this, I think this is the second time we didn't have Big G here for Alta Fox News updates. Yep. Son of a bitch. He's just missing out on this. Eh, that's what he gets. So last week, there was an article posted by Star City Games that talks about Hasbro defeats board challenge from Alta Fox. Article is done by Nick Miller here. So Hasbro announced that the preliminary results of the 2022 annual meeting of shareholders indicates they voted to re-elect the 13 director, 13 directors to the Hasbro board today on the 8th. The results are subject to certification, but should be available within four business days of the Hasbro Investors Relation website. The shareholder holder vote appears to have put an end to AltaFox campaign, which dwindled over the past few months down to just being an attempt to get a single new member on the board of directors. Remember when they started with like five or six people that they wanted on the board and they're like, just take this one. So uh, quick reminder, Alta Fox, they try to get their those five or six of their own people in to try and put some sort of control on the board members to help get Wizards of the Coast to split off from Hasbro was their ultimate goal because they believe that Hasbro is misallocating funds that Wizards is pulling in elsewhere, and they believe that the Entertainment One acquisition two years ago was the worst decision that they could have made. And so they're just trying to do like corporate takeover, strong strong arm tactics and stuff. So yeah. that's a quick... Uh, quick recap essentially of it so the news release today didn't mention elta fox at all hasbro addressed the elta fox campaign in their letter to the shareholders on the 6th two days prior to that the company posted this statement on their game plan website quote elta fox has again decided to change course on its campaign narrowing it to a spin-off expert marcello fisher just days before the scheduled annual vote meeting Shareholders should question the lack of focus in Alta Fox campaign and the lack of clarity around its thesis, which reflects a highly inconsistent and fundamentally weak set of conclusions underlying its campaign. At the end of the day, it's clear that Alta Fox is looking for a win for Alta Fox, not for all Hasbro shareholders. End quote. Connor Haley, managing partner of AltaFox, issued a statement following the vote where he expressed his disappointment in the results but said AltaFox will continue to be engaged shareholders and will seek to maintain talks with the board. So this has all the links to the whole journey so far of AltaFox and Hasbro. I highly recommend if you're interested in this, go check that out. And like always, we're going to do a quick live lookup of the Hasbro shocks, stocks, since we're here as we always do i guess when we talk about hasbro stocks so hasbro at close today june 13th monday they closed at 81.27 a share and as of right now they're 81.27 after hours buying they have had a tumultuous last week uh last few last few bit here they had a high back on june 3rd of getting close to 90 bucks but here they are dipping down to 80 again 
So yeah, there you go. Hasbro, 81 bucks a share. Should you buy? Well, we don't know. Big G's not here to tell us. Hey, do you got any Hasbro shares? No. Oh, yeah. Neither do I. I watch it just because, you know. No, I, I'm, I like I'm, in, I'm in the penny stocks. Like, tonic coin. Yeah? That is like pennies on pennies on pennies. And how's that been going for you? It's $20. I I have uh, 117 million shares. Which is? Like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those coins. It's like, eh, if I, if I, if it goes up, I get it. If, if it goes down, I lost 20 bucks. It's fair. It's very fair. Speaking of, but I am I'm waiting for Shiva to hit a penny. Is it? I thought it fucking tanked, and it's like well, Shiva dropped again, but so significantly. I don't know. I haven't looked at Shiva for a while. Uh, are we doing a live Shiva lookup too now? Yep. Is this how this? Is this how we're devolving in here? Uh, oh, I only got Dogecoin saved on here. Dogecoin fun fact is. 0.05 cents. It's half a cent. Yep. So Shiba is sitting at 0.00000075. How far down is it from its height like six months ago? Um. So three months ago, it was sitting at the highest of 0.00040289. So it's gone down quite a bit. Yeah, looking at Doge here, it has done nothing but go down. Um, and uh, April is when it dipped below ten cents at its peak. Was it seventy five cents? I think it was. Wasn't it fifty? Fifty cents. Yeah, over fifty cents. So uh, there's your this week in crypto. Crypto. But we have magic cards that we want to tell you about price-wise. Sometimes. We're going to move over to the Conjured Currency section where we talk magic finance and notable cards that are moving up in price and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site mtgstocks.com who comes out with a weekly winner's article every Friday that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down. So the article drops Friday. We record Monday. If there's any price discrepancies between then and now, we will let you know. So let's jump into it. First up, we have Umbris Fear Manifest. Black, blue, three, one, one, legendary creature, nightmare, horror. It gets plus one, plus one for each card your opponent owns in exile. And then whenever Umbris or another nightmare or horror enters the battlefield under your control, target opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a land card. As of Friday, it jumped to 29% and was at $16.07. Today, on Monday, market price is about $14.41. Average price is $16.70. And it has a European average of £4.55. Or €4.55. Looks like TCG Player has them selling for $14.04. But you can get the extended art average price of $20.38. Now, Umbris has moved up. Because of the release of the Mind Flayers deck with Captain Negathroid, Negathrod, which is the pirate horror that whenever a horror you control deals combat damage to a player, that player mills that many cards, and beginning of your, you get to return something from your graveyard and stuff. But uh, horrors you control have menace, and Umbris is a horror, so it 
fits well as uh, upgrade to the Captain Negathrod deck, but it also goes in new builds with Zelix Sanity Flailer with a black background of sorts. Uh, so Z- uh, Sanity Flayer is two and a blue, two, three. It just came out in Commander Legends. It has Hive Mind. Whenever a player mills one or more cards, you create that many one, one black horror creature tokens. And then because of that, Umbris uh, and having all those nightmares enter they just exile a lot <laughs> of their stuff and it goes pretty well the uh apparent one of the biggest things here is the elder brain is a new card that plays into an umbrus umbrus commander strategy very well uh, elder brain is black black five six six menace when it attacks a player exiles all cards from their hand and then you they uh they draw the many cards you may play lands cast spells from the exile uh, as long as they remain exile if you cast a spell this way you may spend manners or mana of any color so you just pretty much yoink that person's hand but they all go in exile which matters to umbris next up we have the mighty mighty ur dragon Wooberg for 10-10 Dragon Avatar Eminence. As long as Ur-Dragon is in the command zone or on the battlefield, other dragon spells cost one less to cast. It has flying in the whenever one or more dragons you control attack and draw that many cards, then you may put a permanent from your hand onto the battlefield. Friday jumped up to 24%, was at $68. Today, market price is $57.72. Foils are going for $76.51. And the thing is, this only has foil Foil printings the secret lair was only foil as well the it was one of the first secret layers that dropped out and those are average price of about 86 bucks going for because it's the better art it looks so good they both look good though like i'd rather have the secret layer art it looks so good i like this one because you get to see like the dragons and just like the whole size of how big the ur dragon actually is uh, European average of around 56 euros and 50 cents. This, Danny, you want to take a stab at why this is moving up in price? Because it's garbage. Uh, I, I think you're a little off there. But I'm not. So, dragons are super popular. Obviously. Everybody loves them. And in Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate, there are a bunch yep. of new dragon cards that were made. The ancient dragons, the metal dragons, are one of note that you can get here that mm-hmm. it reduces their cost you can drop them sooner and you get all those awesome d20 effects soon a uh, quick plug here actually conviction gaming their brewing with conviction podcast they just dropped a new series that they're starting called war room where they're talking about magic cards and just like uh it's it's just two guys they're just talking brewing about decks and cards all on the podcast it's really yep. it's really fun really good and their first episode is talking about dragons and stuff and so I'm going to link that down below. I highly recommend if you make it to this point, go check that out. Uh, if you're interested in, you know, dragons and uh, <laughs> what to to help get your dragon brew in a mind going. Mm-hmm. So it's moving up in price because dragons. Uh, Graveyard Trespasser, new card from Midnight Hunt. Black 2, 3, 3, Human Werewolf, Ward. Discard a card. It enters the battlefield or attacks. Exile up to one target card from a graveyard. If a creature card was exiled this way, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. And it has Daybound. 
and uh, the backside of it is Graveyard Glutton, and it has Ward discarded card. It's a 4-4, and when it enters or attacks, exile two target cards from a graveyard for each creature exiled this way. Each opponent loses a life, and you gain a life. So this has, of, as of Friday, jumped up 66% and is around $2.94, but at today, Monday, market price, two twenty nine, average two seventy four. Foils a buck ninety six and a European average forty one cents. Okay, Graveyard Trespasser is an interesting card, very much so. It came printed, it got reprinted. Uh, I think there were three copies in the blue black standard or Pioneer deck precon that they that they made. It was one of those. There's there's several copies and stuff in there, but Pioneer being more popular, you're seeing this card show up in. Grixis aggro, Rakdos control, or Rakdos aggro, Grixis control style decks. A three mana three three with ward discard a card is actually a very strong card. It's it just shows to be a very solid attrition based card that gets the chips in and is hard to take off the board necessarily right away. The word of discarding a card is very intense. And then you could just keep smacking, gaining life, getting just ever so much further out of your opponent's reach. And it's, it's, it's because when it exiles a card, they lose a life if it's a creature. So you can just like get more of the chips in with that. It's a good card and it's moving up in price. There's a Rakdos Pioneer list, uh, which looks pretty close to one of the Rakdos lists that were in the NRG series that we were talking about earlier. But we have some cheap pickups that we want to tell you about. Danny. That we do. So first up, we go to Ruthless Technomancer. Sitting at two dollars and seventy cents, and slowly, or it is just moving up. I guess not slowly, just is. Um, this one was identified by the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stocks. Features a card that was bottomed for a bit, but is now starting to uptrend. So move on them now. Next up, we go to Flooded Grove, sitting at three forty nine and slowly moving up. Um, currently it's sitting at three twenty two market. This is the New Capenna Commander deck printing specifically. Yep. Next, we go to Dark Confidant, sitting at $30.46, slowly trending down. This one is the Modern Masters 2015 edition. I'm currently sitting at market of $29.48. Modern players, jump on it. If right. You, if you want this. Yep, yep. Um, so that's uh, that's it for this week of cheap pickups. Um, but Matt, uh, where can you go to find better deals or notifications for deals? Well, I think I would first recommend uh, listening to the podcast. I feel we have good information. Sorry for those listening. Thank you. Thank you for those listening. But you can also check out the amazing TCGSniper.com. Yeah. They have, uh, they are a price tracking website that you enter in cards that you are interested in keeping an eye on, uh, whether they move up or down in price, and you will get notified when they meet a threshold of whatever you set at. So mm-hmm. let's say you want Umbris, you want to know when it actually gets to like to be a $20 card instead of just a $17, like it actually hits the $20 mark, TCG Sniper helps you out with that. And then you're like, okay. It's 20 bucks. I got a couple copies of this. I want to drop them now. Or if you want to know when. 
the Dark Confidant keeps going down from 30 maybe to like 25 or 20 bucks. TCG Sniper will help you out there. It'll send you a text message, a Discord notification, or an email. You'll click the link. It'll take you to the place to buy it. You buy it, and you become a happy magic player. You just sniped out a good deal on a card, which is really dope. It also works for products as well. And uh, just signing up for their free account, you get five cards or five uh, products to enter in. But if you go over there, sign up, make an account, and when in a little spot where it's like, how did you hear about us? Say that we sent you. You'll get three months free of their plus program, which will get you 50, 50 products to enter in on this. It's a good deal. I think so. I like it a lot. Ah, But here we are. What are we looking at for time? We are at just almost a two-hour mark. I think we should cut it off here. That's up to you. I think we should probably cut it off here. Okay. You say so. I do say so. Okay. Make it uh, make it a solid episode, and here we are. Yeah. So thank you, Magic Folk, for making it to the end of the episode here. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Just listening to... Danny and I in our cellar talking magic and cards and drinking beer and we didn't freeze to death and we didn't eat each other. Our chains are, they haven't chafed us yet. And so uh, a couple quick reminders, big thing, big thing this summer in MTG, we're going to keep talking about it. We're, we're kind of excited for this. Yep. If you're in the area on July 9th and you're just kind of like looking for something fun to do, go check out J-Dubs. We're going to be posting this stuff up here in a bit. So that way you can, Keep an eye on it. Add it in your calendar so we get notified when you know it's closer. We think it'd be fun, you know, do a two-headed, uh, two-headed giant sealed event. So it's you and a friend come to Fargo. Yeah, have, have a few hours of fun at J Dubs. Meet some weird guys that will be sobered. Yes, maybe. The f- or or clusters. or or if you're 21 over, might find some results afterwards. <sighs> Do like you a, don't know. You gotta do a, a get together an after, after party. An after party. Meet and greet after party. Even though they've already met and greeted us or uh, met us and said hi. Follow already. us on the social medias to keep up to date on those uh, advancements. Yes. Uh, thank you for making it to the end of the episode. Check out this summer in MTG. It's going to be very fun. Big thank you to our Patreons who support this content. Y'all can be crazy motherfuckers too and join our Patreon as well. We want to give a big thank you to Jada Sports Cards and Gaming for believing in us and sponsoring us and hosting this summer in MTG event. Get hyped. It's less than a month away. The nerves are setting in. Get ready. You got any words you want to say before we close this, Danny? Nope. And with that magic folk, we will catch you next time. See ya. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! What have I...
What have I done? Okay, you can stop.